reading from the 12th chapter of the Gospel according to Luke. And if you're following along, I'll beginning with beginning with verse 22. Jesus said to His disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to the span of your life? If then you are not able to do so small a thing as that, why do you worry about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will He clothe you, you of little faith? And do not keep striving for what you are to eat and what you are to drink, and do not keep worrying. For it is the nations of the world that strive after all these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, strive for His kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So I'm reading this and I was reminded of of a joke I heard a comedian tell one time where he watched his parents with his children and he watched it every time his parents saw their children they had a dollar bill in their hand giving them to the children. Just handing them out like candy. And he says he wonders where these people were when he was little. And he says, who are these people? And then he realized that they were old people trying to buy their way into heaven and be nice to people. And it's kind of funny, but we're tempted to hear Jesus' words like that. Like somehow what we do with our stuff determines whether or not we get to be part of God's kingdom. So let's kind of hear Jesus again say, your Father is pleased to give the kingdom to you. And it's in the past tense in the Greek, which means the kingdom has been given already. So getting getting the kingdom isn't dependent, isn't dependent on what we do with our stuff. And as we're rolling through these verses, things sound pretty good at first, right? If God feeds the birds, He'll feed us. If God clothes the lilies, God will clothes us. And it sounds like great stuff until we get to verse 33. And then Jesus says, sell your stuff and give your money to the poor. Sell your possession and give alms. Like, ooh, it sounded good till that part, Jesus. Can we back up a little bit to that part that doesn't threaten how we really live? 
that doesn't threaten how we feel about things. I read that and I think, but Jesus, I like my boat. And it makes me uncomfortable when I read that because I know I have more than I need. I know I have more than I need. And some people at this point would kind of wash that away and and qualify it for Jesus and tell you that Jesus doesn't really mean that we can't have things, but I'm not going to do that because I think we're supposed to feel tested by that verse. I think we're supposed to hear Jesus talk about God providing for us and caring for us, and then we're supposed to get to that part where He tells us to sell our stuff and give money to the poor, and we're supposed to be uncomfortable. So if it makes you uncomfortable, good. It's supposed to. It's supposed to threaten how we feel about the things we have. It's supposed to threaten us about our very selves. Think about the rich man Jesus told us about last week. He didn't care about what God thought about what he should do with all the excess he had. He decided to tear down perfectly good barns and build bigger ones so he could be richer and richer and richer and richer. And Jesus seems to be telling us not to be that way. Sell your possessions and give alms. Sell your junk and give your money to the poor. After all, he said, the meaning of your life is not in stacking up more and more stuff. Your life does not consist of your possessions, he said to us. And verse 34 doesn't make it any better. He says, make purses for yourselves that do not wear out an unfailing treasure in heaven where no thief comes near and no moth destroys I saw one of those really popular um, preachers on TV one time, and she said that if we speak into our wallet, our wallet will be full of money. (laughs) It didn't work. (laughs) I didn't really try. But that's a prevailing attitude, right? That if somehow we get everything right, then God will just dump all this blessing on us and we'll, we'll have the car we want. It cracks me up when I see somebody driving down the road in a really expensive car and the back of it says blessed on it with a little cross on it. That's not a blessing. That's, that's a curse. You think that God gave you something and ignored the poor. What if, what if Wesley was right? What if... John Wesley was right when he said that we should earn all we can, save all we can, meaning don't spend it all, and then give all we can. What if he was right? What if that's getting in touch with what Jesus is saying? What if Jesus really is saying to us, don't pile up junk for yourself, take care of other people. I've already given you the kingdom, what more do you want? Those words are threatening, aren't they, church? They should be. They talk to us about living like this. Can you make a fist for me? Would you make two fists for me? Let's be participatory this morning. Do you see, wouldn't it be hard for me to come up and invite a hug from you like this? Anybody want to hug me right now? Fist closed? That's how we react to that verse. When Jesus is talking about, oh, God feeds the ravens. Yes, Lord, feed me, right? Oh, God clothes the lilies. Yes, Lord, open hands, clothe me. Give me that stuff, Jesus, right? But when Jesus starts talking about us giving our stuff to other people, we close them up. No, it's mine. If I had a dream, and in the middle of that dream, Jesus appeared to me and said, David, sell your bass boat and give the money to the poor, I would die in the middle of the dream. I feel that way, and I know that's wrong. I love my boat. 
But I should not love my boat. Don't laugh. I'm telling you something horrible about me. It is funny, but it's horrible. I don't want people to see in my fishing closet. Only three or four of my friends have ever seen all my fishing rods. You have to be really, really close to me, and I trust you before I show you how many fishing rods I have, because I'm ashamed of it. Because there are people I could have helped instead of buying that stuff. Do you hear what I'm saying to you, church? Jesus is yelling at your pastor. Sell your junk, David. It don't make you happy. And I said, but it does, Lord. And I clench my fists and hang on. Don't we? Right? We hear some pastor start talking about giving. Oh, that pastor's a communist. He's not American. You laugh. I have a friend that taught this way in an appoint, his last appointment. They called the bishop and asked the bishop, why'd you send us a communist pastor? All the God was doing was teaching what Jesus taught. Jesus didn't teach Wall Street. He didn't teach gain at the cost of anyone is okay. Jesus did not teach that if you follow Him, you will be richly blessed and have all you want. Jesus taught us that following Him will lead us into uncomfortable places where we start not caring about what we have, but are worried more about those who suffer. That's a threat to me. Somebody told me one time, you know, I just love Jesus because Jesus makes me feel at peace with myself. I'm like, you ain't listening to Jesus. Most of the time, Jesus makes me feel at war with myself, with my wants, with my desires, with the things that I know in me are contrary to what Jesus would have me be. And so when I hear Jesus say, David, sell your boat, I clench my fist. I say, no, 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 I'm hanging on. Somebody comes to you with a gift bag. And they're holding those strings. That's a blessed sight, isn't it? And especially if it's a big bag. And they're holding those strings in their hands and their hands are closed around it. What has to happen What has to happen to their hands before you can receive that gift? Do it with me. They have to open, don't they? What has to happen to your hands as you sit before you can receive that gift? Do it with me. Don't you have to open your hands? We hear our Lord today say that God wants to give us the kingdom. And then he tells us something that makes us want to clench our hands and hang on to our kingdom. But let me ask you this. If your hands are clenched hanging on to your kingdom, can you take hold of God's kingdom? The answer is obvious, isn't it? No. If we react to what Jesus says by clenching ourselves up and refusing to love our neighbor... We isolate ourselves with fists of violence and selfishness. So to all those people who like to say that Jesus only brings peace, I offer this work to them. This sermon of Jesus is that probably ran off half his church. It's probably a threat to us. Because if we're honest with ourselves, we have more than we truly need. But we've been taught to want more and more. And that it's okay to get it at whatever cost. 
while our environment circles the drain and whole generations of children are lost to poverty, to drugs, to cynicism. We float along acting as if it doesn't matter because Jesus has blessed us. How might we come to the table today asking God to help us open our hands? Because a kingdom life is not a life of closed hands, but a hand open, of hands willing to receive the goodness of God and pass that goodness on to others. Hands willing to receive the kingdom and share that kingdom with others. Hands willing to receive food, clothing, money, time, and then share that with others. I will grant you that our first reaction to Jesus' words to sell your possessions and give the money to the poor is probably to clasp down on what we have. But Christ can free us from that. And today, Christ's hands are open to us at this table to receive us just as we are and to hand us His grace and mercy which is beyond anything else we could ever want or need. Won't you come with open hands today? so that you can leave this place not a people who clench their fists to hang on to what you have, but as people whose hands are open to the people that God loves, people who suffer, people who feel lost. Dear ones, let's not be people afraid when God calls us to give He's not calling us to destitution or destruction, but to blessing. To live in a kingdom we've already received. Let us pray that today as we come to this table, Christ will open our hands. Amen.